Hello and welcome to the Chord of Three podcast. I am Lisa Breedlove here with my husband and partner in life, Spencer Breedlove, coming to you today with um, some good things to talk about that we hope that you'll enjoy. Spencer, you want to start us off with a question of the day? Question of the day. Spirit animals. Oh, boy. Spirit animals. So if you had a spirit animal, what would your spirit animal be, Lisa? (laughs) I don't really know that I've ever thought about this, a spirit animal. I mean, I do like animals. But I'm not really a animal lover. Um, it would need to be something that lives in the warm weather, so it would not be any kind of yeah. It doesn't need to be a polar bear, polar bear, or anything in icy water. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a seal. No, none of those would be my spirit animal. Walrus. So I'm. Re- I mean, it just makes me think of like the African safari and. <laughs> What are you laughing about? I just think I, if I had a spirit animal, it wouldn't be a I would want to run fast like a gazelle. I'd want to be that graceful, leaping over things. Then you would be a prey. I know, I know. But you're not a prey. You're a predator. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to brag, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Actually, okay, really, it'd probably really be more like a crocodile. There you go. (laughs) Leathery skin from staying in the sun all the time. (laughs) I could be in water, on land. I could choose big mouth. I don't know. Maybe a crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's weird. Okay. All right. I guess I failed that test. No, you um, didn't fail it. That's pretty good. Though. If you had a spirit animal, Spencer, what would it be? And you've given this a little more thought, or at least other people have teased you with spirit animals before. Well, yeah, they have. Um, some people. I don't because, know where it came from. Well, it came from a print that I had oh, in my office. Yes, that's right. But I don't really consider that that would be my spirit animal. They just, no, I just it was just funny. And they would call me a yeah, snow leopard. That's true. It was a beautiful picture of mm-hmm. the snow leopard. It came from your dad. I, um, you, you know what? But I don't think that's really your spirit animal either. I think. What would your spirit animal be? I think my spirit animal. Huh? It would be a koala bear. Drum wall. A koala bear. Okay. Sitting up in the tree and napping. Mm-hmm. Napping. Four or five naps a day. Just going to sit here and just have a little naparoon. Eating some eucalyptus. Some nap- oh, that would be me because I'm kind of allergic to that. Koala bear. Ooh, I if could I, be a friend. Yeah, it, it'd probably be. I would eat you <laughs> if you fell oh. out of the tree. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. wow, how we digress. Yeah, you're the crocodile, I'm the koala okay. bear. That's, that's, that, that's cuddly, honey. Maybe I like that. You know, since we're talking about personalities, we could have our own, we could create our own. We could make our we own, could make personality, our own personality, test. personality test. 
Yes. Well, but there we'll get are that in plenty a out there. So, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So, what in else a has been going on? Let's move on from because, spirit animals. Because the title of our conversation today mm-hmm. is You've Got Personality. Babe. Yeah. I said add that. Babe. Mm-hmm. Or croc. Okay. We've moved on from spirit animals. Yep. Let's talk about what else has been going on. Well, what's been going on with you? I finished school. Hooray. It's about time. When are you going to finish? Another school year in the books. Yep. She's still in third grade, people. I am currently still in third grade. (laughs) I moved up to fourth for a little bit. Yeah, but but then you failed. I didn't fail. You failed backwards. You need to stop being ugly. You went right back to third grade. You had to repeat. It's just kind of my wheelhouse, You keep having to repeat third grade. No. I enjoy third grade. Third and fourth is a good place. So much that you keep staying in there. Camp out. Yep. And we'll see. Next year might have some changes. Who knows? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, What else have you been doing? Well... Since school ended, I really have had some very nice, relaxing days, and that's been um, what was your day like yesterday? Wonderful. Well, I got up and I exercised, so that was nice to be outside. It was a little breezy and cool yesterday morning, early, and um, doing my walk run and just um, enjoying being alone and quiet. Talking to the Lord, that was good. Uh, Read my Bible, doing a devotion that I started, and I took a nap both days. It's good. I like cooked me some breakfast and made me some lunch um, at my leisure. <laughs> I could sit without having to open <laughs> five ketchup packs and <laughs> mustard and ranch and. And yeah. have five minutes to clean up a down mess, your food. yeah, or eat my food out on the playground, right? Once we actually get out to recess, so right. it has. It's just been a much slower pace these last couple of days that I have thoroughly enjoyed. It's well been deserved. a good, you know, decompression and coming down. Well deserved. Yes, it's been good. I've been thankful. We've also had graduation parties to go to. We have. That's always fun and exciting. And you would know, you rather go to a graduation party or? Go to a graduation ceremony. Ooh, a graduation party for sure. Definitely. Why would you want to go and sit for hours as people drawn on with name after name after name? And then sometimes, I don't know, I if the speech, you know, you've not been in school, you don't know some of these nuances that they're talking about and the little, you know, inside jokes. And it's just not really, not really that much fun. Mm-mm. Now, if you have a stake in it and it's your kid, that's been different, or your family member, it's a little different. But I still say the party's way more fun. I mean, there's food and like, you know, fellowship with people, and yeah, it's festive. Yeah, it's festive. The parties were or have been fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it when you the- celebrate the kids and their accomplishments. That's what I enjoy. Yeah, I like it with the parties back to back to back. And you can oh yeah, just keep going from kind of like a uh-huh. um, it's kind of progressive like a dinner. Progressive dinner. <laughs> yeah, do you? yeah, it's like a progressive dinner. Here we're gonna have you have some, to pace yourself you with pace the yourself. food intake. Yeah, you do have to do that. Yeah, because we had yes, it was a progressive dinner of graduation parties on Sunday. Three different ones. Mm-hmm. Three different ones. Y'all but it was to, kind of nice that it just for the day it was. Yeah, just it go bad. to parties. Mm-hmm. Bad. It's kind of cool. already doing it. Yeah. Um. It, 
you said. Let's see what else. Uh, you were uh, working. You're going to be working on your tan. Well, I was just thinking. Crocodile. I know you're gearing up for summer yeah, with FCA up. and down. camps. Right, I'm coming down. You're going to work on camps that you're helping with this summer and running and just organizing all of that and things that you're doing with your team and uh, working on mm-hmm. strategies with that. And I'm going to work on my tan. Yeah, it, <laughs> my season of life is about to kind of go into fifth gear. Yeah. Maybe overdrive in some, sometimes mm-hmm. between camps and planning. For and it was like that, ministry. though, when we were in ministry, too, though, you know, in yeah, church ministry. It, it Because we had camps and lake retreats. and Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's kind of, we're kind of used to it. Um, you also have a plan for a garden outside. Yes. When are you going to get to that? I'm a little behind this year, but I have had such a terrible time with my allergies. What you going to plant? That I couldn't even get out there and mess with the stuff and dig up the, you know, pull up the weeds and then get the mulch mm-hmm. and dirt ready. It just, my allergies have been so, so bad this season. I don't know why. But I am. I think tomorrow morning I'll be able to get my okra in, mm-hmm. get it in the ground, because that's one thing that seems to grow really well it here. It grows really well. It needs heat, and by George, Georgia has some heat, yep. so I can plant me some okra. I yep. think I had maybe like 25 stalks last year. Did I do that many? Five, probably ten. close. It was 20, maybe. Maybe 20 stalks. And Plenty that okra. provided us because we would eat it as it came in. Mm-hmm. And then I would also put it up and freeze it in quart bags. And I believe I fixed the last bag of okra at Easter when everybody wow. came over. Mm-hmm. So that provided us food. A lot of food. A lot of okra. Summer. Because it was coming in. Mm-hmm. Last year it was coming in you know, end of August, September, and it provided food for us until, what, well, it, April? It kept coming in through September, end of September. It did. It came in a while. So hopefully that'll be the case this year, even though I'm a little late getting it out. And then I want a few other things. I always like having the jalapeno peppers. We like doing those for just Mexican food and poppers and seasonings. And then we did eggplant last year. Yeah, we did. It didn't do great. Well, I don't want a ton of eggplant, but if you get a couple, yeah, it works. A couple of them, and I make eggplant parmesan. Eggplant parmesan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or roasted veggies. Well, this week I had the pleasure of interviewing Jerry Ediger yes. for our podcast. Yes. And we are going to post his um, interview next week. Can't we're, wait. We're going to post that next week. And uh, I promise you, promise you, you will not want to miss out on that interview. Can't wait. Looking forward to that conversation being posted. Me too. It's really, really good. So let's dive into personalities. Okay. Personality. You got personality. I got. Yeah, it's a song. Oh. Yes. Have you not heard that song? I guess I have. I just remember something when I was a kid, like personality popping out. My parents would say, kind of like my freckles. What? A lot, I had a lot of personality. I don't know. Maybe that was just my parents saying that. Um, 
Well, okay. there are, I'm looking to see if I can find it on the song. Well, I'll go ahead and say there are a lot of personality tests out there and we've taken a few ourselves. Yes, we have. Between I was in the business world um, and sometimes in interviewing and in team building or. Yeah. I've done continuing ed. I've done my ministry. Mm-hmm. I've done the disc profile. Yes. I've done the Enneagram, which mm-hmm. what? What don't don't be ugly about any of them. They all I, have value. I'm not gonna be okay. ugly. Okay. It's a more complex crocodile. <laughs> oh She's my god. Here on we me. go. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a koala bear. Well, I was trying to say something. Well, I was too. No, I think you interrupted me. Well, I'm sorry. Finish. Okay. I was saying there's a lot of personality tests out there, and we've taken many of those. Many. But not all of them. And I'm sure more will continue to surface Mm -hmm. um, as time goes on. And that's what I was going to say, that they all have value. I don't think we just take one and hold it up as... The gospel. Yes, the gospel of personalities, and that's all I need to know, and that's the end-all, be-all. And it gives you an excuse for being the way you are. Right. None of them are meant to do that. They're not meant to be your crutch that you can say, well, that's not who I am, Mm -hmm. or I can't do that, or that's not in my wheelhouse, or that's not the way I'm made. They're meant to be tools, and... Looking at them that way, they can be really, really helpful in settings of work, ministry, in your home, in any kind of team or group that you're in. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about them. Okay. So, in the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. now we're not going to dive into the Enneagram, but I will say this, that the Enneagram... Uh I'm a nine. Which is? Well, it's a, well, what people claim is that a nine <laughs> oh, my, is, the here one we go. is the one that's most like Jesus. Like Jesus. I knew that was coming. Uh, who told you that? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't think you're a nine. <laughs> I might disagree that you are, buddy. Okay. Well, that's okay because Jesus needs eights. Yes, Jesus. Jesus is one through eight, nine. He's all of He's them. All he of encompasses them. all of them perfectly, and none of us ever will. But we can <clears throat> still learn. But I don't fully understand all of the enneagrams. Well, yes, it can, it's how confusing. it goes. Right, you have a dominant, but then that is parallel. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's like the all these angles and the, lines yes, and yes, all yes. this kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, it bothers. It bothers that was me. a little, it, right, it's a little. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to you because, and me as well, I need it, we need it simplified a little yeah, bit, I guess. Yeah, I have to yeah. work on really trying to like, I got to like turn my head cock side, But it's cock-eyed. very interesting though. What's if you mean? read a book, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. Beth has told me about a book. Um, it's 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 intriguing. There's also the it's disc intriguing. profile, mm-hmm. which I like the disc. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that. I've done that one. I'm a. I don't know if you remember what you are, but I I'm don't. a high SC, which is more of a. Um, you, you really like accuracy. 
mm-hmm. um, consistency, mm-hmm. steady. Um, that's kind of that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of me. I'm, I don't you know, It's kind of like a koala bear. Kind of consistent, steady, you know. Yeah, five naps a day, every yeah, day. absolutely. Eat some eucalyptus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. All right. Steady. Then there's the one that Dr. Gary Smalley and John Trent created. Yes. And we have done that one. That goes back to animals. It goes back to the animals. Yes, yes it does. You've got Do you remember the, the animals, the four? The golden retriever. Yes. The lion. Yes. The otter and the beaver. Yes. Now, me, I'm the golden retriever. Lay down and roll over. I'm going to lay down and roll over. I'm going to oh. be loyal. You scratch know, my I, belly. Yeah, scratch my belly. I'm going to have fun. I'll my do what tail's you want. wagging. I'm going to have a good time. Not me. Nope. You the lion. <laughs> yes. You the lion. Yes. Yep. I was the lion. You're the one. lion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in that one, you also have other, you know, sub um, components. Mm-hmm. So in the lion, and I was also high with beaver. Um, oh, it's beaver. Precision. I it was bear. And, no, it's a beaver. It's a beaver. It's a beaver. I was thinking it was it was beaver. Yeah, I you're right. Beaver. It's a beaver. Yeah. And it's precision. That's that accuracy. But otter and golden retriever tend to be more your your gather everybody and let's come on and let's all get along and let's be peacemakers and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The otter Which was we more need that in The life. otter was more fun. Mhm. He was going to yes. have fun. Yes, playful, yeah. engaging. Yes. The lion was going to eat the otter and he was going to have fun eating. If he it. didn't do what he told him to do. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but now got there. To get things done. But now there is this new. Uh, I, I, yes. I don't really want to call how, this a personality type. How of deal. new is this? Well, when did you start hearing about it? So, that? what we're talking about is Patrick Lencioni's, uh "The Working, working Genius,", Genius. Mm-hmm. and he is his book is coming out this fall. I think it comes out in September. I've already got it pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Got it coming out. It should be coming out in September, I believe. Uh, love listening to Patrick Lynchoni's podcast mm-hmm. um, on the Working Genius great... podcast. He's got another podcast too. Both are really quick, 20, mm-hmm. 25 minutes tops. Good stuff. And I started listening to him and his team and talking through the Working Genius, not realizing that you at your school, yes. y'all took this assessment and you had your assessment. And I remember you coming yes. home and telling me that, you know, you were a galvanizer and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And you're, um, you know, you had some working genius there in that range. And you're also a, a D or a discern discerning, which you're really, you've always been really good at discerning. Um, so then we're starting to talk about it, and I was telling you what I had found out and what I had discovered. She goes, well, well, you said, well, well, I'm this, and I'm this, and we did this at school. And I'm like, wait a minute. We need to, like, look at who you are, who I am, and how it fits. <laughs> so did you do yours for FCA? I did. Or on your own? I did it on my own. You, ju- you discovered it. And- uh-huh. Okay. I did it on my own. Have you had your team members? I have had one to do it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, our head of school. And she's different. 
He brought it to us. He mm-hmm. brought it to us as something that we as a staff and, and we didn't spend a lot of time um, in whole group. He did kind of have a stand up and show how the different um, pieces were represented right. uh, within the whole body of our faculty and staff, which was really cool. It was yeah. really neat to see. And then, you know, we have a printout. When you do it, you get a, a, this great printout of information to help you as you review it and understanding how with your working genius competencies and frustrations, how you can work with others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and what it says here in... Uh, in the assessment that feedback that I got mm-hmm. is this, just to kind of set the stage for this particular conversation and who I am and who Lisa is. And so that everybody has a, a wide angle look at what the working genius um, model is. It's really about your gifts and mm-hmm. your talents and your skill sets and what it says here is that everyone has natural talents and gifts when it comes to work. As it turns out, there are six types of gifts that are required of any group of people trying to get something done. Mm -hmm. Those types are described in the chart below. So in the chart below, those six types um, are the genius of wonder, the genius of invention, the genius of discernment, the genius of galvanizing, the genius of enablement, and the genius of tenacity. Those widget. six types, yeah, it spells out widgets. Yes. Um, those six types, um, two of those are going to come naturally to you, meaning that you are good at them and they give you energy and joy. Those are your working genius. Mm-hmm. Then there are two of them that are natural, that are neither natural nor energizing, and most likely you aren't particularly good at them, but um, but what they call those is the working frustration. So those are going to be on the bottom end of your assessment. But then in the middle, in between your working genius and your working frustration, uh, there are two types where you can do those really well, okay, uh, but you don't really get a great joy or energy from them, and that's your working competency. And the purpose of the working genius uh, is to help you identify those areas of the working genius, your competency, and your frustration so that you can make those adjustments in your life that increases your work satisfaction, mm-hmm. raise your level of effectiveness, and increase the likelihood of sustainable success. So let's talk about what your working genius is, as well as your competency and your frustration. And then mine, and then maybe even have maybe one or two examples of how that plays out in our relationship. Okay. Okay. All right. So you want to go first? Sure. So what would be your working genius? Your GT. Your GT. Yes. Too bad you ain't got a Mustang. Galvanizing <laughs> tenacity. I did have a Mustang. You did, but it wasn't no GT. But you, the GT. Why do you need a GT when you are the GT? Oh, thanks, honey. There you go. Okay. Yes. So unpack that. Um. What does that mean? You're galvanizing, and you're a GT. You're galvanizing in tenacity. Yes. So, um, it, it 
it was telling me that I was good at and I really enjoy. And like you said, it brings satisfaction and fulfillment when I'm able to rally people around an idea or something that needs to be accomplished. And um, I feel pretty natural in inspiring them, you know, to join and to help take this on uh, as a project or an idea. And I think then the tenacity goes with that, that I want to see it through. Like I don't float around from thing to thing. If I, if I feel like it's worthwhile, then I want people to join. I want us to, you know, do this, 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 and accomplish it and see it all the way through to completion. And that's why you were undefeated at tug of war all that of your right. years. There's a strategy school. to tug of war. Yeah. Yes, I was undefeated. Um, I think each year I had to play my class, had to go against at least two other classes. So you galvanized, and for 10 years you we galvanized were your team. <laughs> And then your tenacity around the common goal, win you, tug of war. You and then in your tenacity to not lose. Yes, inspired you inspired those kids to rise to the challenge, to rise to that challenge, mm-hmm. and to the um, that opportunity <laughs> to win tug of war. Mm-hmm. There you go. That does go with my. Oh Love yeah, hands down. Yeah, hands down. Now I don't like to lose. Now you, galvanizing and tenacity were in your working genius. Yes, galvanizing is in my working frustration. Interesting. So that's the bottom. Oh yeah, of yours and the top of mine. Oh yeah. So okay. so I'm not naturally gifted at to or uh. or do I derive energy and joy from rallying people and inspiring them to take action around a project, task, or idea. Oh, the light bulb has gone on. Why is that? That is exactly why. I'm forever. Spencer, get up and help me do this. Spencer, come on. We have to do that. Get up. Yep. (laughs) And you have no desire to move from the couch. Mm -mm. Stop what you're doing. And I'm like, we have this task. And if two people will work at this task, it will only take us a short amount of time and we will finish it and check it off the list. But here's the thing. Woo. If I'm in the middle of my working genius, which is wonder. That is my frustration. Which is your frustration. (laughs) All right. I'm like, what are you sitting there wondering about? Get up. It's a call to action. Yeah. So my wonder. Wow. Yeah, it, this is revealing so much. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, how do I light a fire under you, and how do you get me to calm down a little bit? And... That's a good question. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a good question. Don't know. That's so right. interesting. So, um, yeah, the wonder is really close to your frustration. It's on the bottom end of your competency. Yeah. So, so what, all right. So working genius, yeah. you're a GT. Um, G is on the working frustration on my end. What's your competency? Discernment. Okay. All right. Which you said that that's, it kind of comes natural. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does come natural. Really good listener. And I can peg people pretty well. You're not just well, but fast. Pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. And then, and then the wonder mm-hmm. component, which 
is, uh, you know, per, that pond, that pondering of the greater possibility, the potential of opportunity. Yes, I'll, situation. I'll ponder. But again, I think it goes back to if I don't think we can accomplish it and do it and I can't get people rallied around it, mm-hmm. then I don't worry about it. So let's talk about kind of the podcast idea that we had mm-hmm. or that I, I presented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea, which invention is not really part of my Where is that fall that in yours? That all falls in my frustration. Invention does? Uh-huh. Mine too. But the mm-hmm. E in me, the enablement. Yes, which I don't have that. The reason for the podcast yes. was to help, help people. Help others. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that gives me the joy and the energy, realizing that what we do hmm. is an encouragement and it helps people. So because of the enablement, you could come up with this idea, maybe through your wonder. And... Yes, through the wonder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Um. So just because it's in the frustration part doesn't mean that you don't do it. No. No. That's why I said this is a good tool to right. to understand yourself, to give you insight right. into how you typically work. But your tenacity, all right, mm-hmm. and where, which is top on your list, your tenacity um, holds me accountable to mm-hmm. doing the programming piece on the mm-hmm. podcast yeah How, is it planned do we have yeah. notes do we have right yes, our topic right do we have, and i'm yes. going let's just pull do out the microphone the and let's just let's you just, just want to wing let's things. just talk yeah no i mean yeah so 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 you put me in a position okay. where i have to write out all these notes okay and i have to go into my competency of tenacity to type out the notes uh-huh oh to help you. Glad I could help, honey. Yes. To help you. All right. So your working frustrations are enablement. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Because I, I was I was having a conversation with one of my one of my coaches oh at D one. Yes. And uh and it was Lexi. And she yeah. was she was asking about you and how you're doing, and I was telling She's her, yes, she is, and I was telling her about you, and um, and I don't know what happened, um, or what was said, but I was like, no, Lisa doesn't have any mercy. <laughs> yes, you've told a lot of people that. She, it, <laughs> if I'm laying down on the couch and I'm sick, or I have an injury that I am immobile. <laughs> you have- Self-induced. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any... There's no mercy that comes from 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 my wife. There's None. a little. A little. I mean, yeah, maybe a little. Okay. But I wasn't called to be a nurse. No, but you tell me, like, <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> I mean... That's that tenacity. It's the tenacity piece that's coming out. Can't help it. Which totally makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh... She's just ex. She's just, you know, embracing the tenacity piece towards me, saying, "Look, you just need to be more tenacious." But I do need sick. to be understanding. Yeah. that everyone is different. Yeah. So the I E know. is you provide encouragement and assistance. I am a good encourager. Yes, to a point. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're not 
responding to my encouragement, I'm going to move on. Okay, yeah. Because I feel like that's not worthwhile. As a galvanizer (laughs) that's tenacious, I'm going to move on to somebody that is like really listening to Mm -hmm. the encouragement I'm trying to give them. Yeah, but it does suck the (laughs) life out of you to have to to give encouragement. To give encouragement? Well, to be merciful. Okay, there's a difference, though, in being... You're you're specifically talking about mercy when sickness and like injury. But I need a little TLC. But but I'm tough though. Yes, you are. And so in my mind, um, life goes on. Like I don't know. I just yeah, it <laughs> it does go on. And at that moment, but, and we just don't need to hear about moaning and grunt like. Even when I'm in pain, I'm I don't mo- moan and groan. I'm not moaning and groaning. <laughs> Sometimes. No. Oh, honey. I'm not. Honey, honey. I'm not moaning and groaning. Okay, but over the years, have I worked at it? A yes, little? you have. You've okay, worked at it. You've you. gotten better. I try. And yes. I really, okay, my discernment, okay, <laughs> in my working competency, yes. can I defend myself that in my discernment, I try to discern if it's really bad Mm-hmm. Or you're just kind of milking it and being a typical male. Oh, you <laughs> went there. <laughs> okay. A All typical right. male. Well, y'all tend to be a little more needy of, but I guess that's the way well, God made course. you. And Right. Yes. Okay. Because I'm not able to help people. And I need help at this point. I know. I know. That's true. To get you back on your feet to yes. then go do what you're good at. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll keep working on my mercy. And and yet, can you clarify the enablement? Because a lot of times that word has the wrong connotation or can have a negative connotation. Well, But I, that's not what it's talking about no, in his profile. So I think, um, obviously that would be, um, that would be something that the guys at the table group, which is Lynchoni's business, that they would have to, uh, answer specifically. But I would say after listening to most of that, and I think you're right, the enablement con the word enable does have some negative connotations because the last thing we want to do is to enable people um, with uh, in bi- wrong behaviors or to stay where they are. Yeah. yeah, that's not what it's talking about. No, yeah, I think what it's talking about is how do we empower people, not not simply enable. The, um, I mean, I think that you know God is able and he enables us uh to live uh free freely to live with power to live with grace and truth he enables all of those things and the scripture says god is able and uh that um uh, apart from him we can do nothing mm-hmm. so our ability um, 
comes directly from him. So, you know, the word enable, I also believe it means to empower. Yes. I was going to say, here's what was printed in mine. It says, um, with enablement in the working genius, it is not a bad word at all. Um, even if it's often associated with people who support others in dysfunction. But instead, it's those that are naturally inclined to offer their enthusiastic support to a person who needs assistance with a project, with a function, with an idea. The people with enablement understand that nothing happens if people don't step up to make something happen. And they have a knack for emerging at the right moment and just as important in the right way. In fact, they don't insist on doing things on their own terms. So it really does make me think of, I guess, what you were saying, coming alongside of people. Yeah, yeah the yes. Spirit of God. Yes. The Spirit of God is an enabler. I like that. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love what what it talks about here. And, and this is something that in my own leadership with my team, when I call my staff, mm-hmm. When I call my staff and I'm checking in with them, I will find out how their weekend was. I'll find out about their family. I will find out about what they've got to work on this week. And then I will always end my conversation and my questioning of them. Is there anything that I can help you with? And I was going to say, thinking of you in your profession, that definitely is what you do very well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very well. And I would say for your profession, you got to have some tenacity. As a teacher. As a teacher, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, that's, that is mm-hmm. me. I'm an, uh, I'm an EW. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have that working genius mm-hmm. of enablement mm-hmm. and wonder. Mm-hmm. Um in that wonder component, you know, that is, um, something that where I will think about dream plan and it it slows me down. It slows me down and it helps me to really process ideas. It helps me to process anybody that comes to me with an idea. Mm Mm-hmm. I can, hey, can I think about that o- overnight? Or maybe I have something that I'm personally working on, a project, or maybe redefining my area, who needs to be shifted into what area, right. that sort of thing. And I think about those things in my quiet time. My quiet times uh, with the Lord are an opportunity for wonder and thinking about the goodness of God and and thinking about the blessings in in life and thinking about um just I, I I don't ever really feel hurried in in my time with the Lord and it's uh it's just a it's it's the wonder component I think just kind of slows me down so mm-hmm. so I'm an EW is what I am so all right and then my working competency is discernment and tenacity. Uh-huh. So I can be tenacious. Yes. When I need to be. You can. I can be tenacious. My tenacity comes out in my working out. 
when I'm working out at the gym, my t- my my tenacity comes out because I don't want to be beat and I want to get right. better and I want to get. I think the tenacity piece is uh, part of being coachable. Mm-hmm. You got to be coach. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be coachable, you got to have some tenacity about you because you're going to experience failure. You're going to experience that. Absolutely. So, anyway. Well, at the end of mine, it says there are two fundamental ways, you know, that you can be transformed by understanding and using this um, working genius, these six types of working genius, if you're ever able to do it. And I just, you know, I just thought this was neat because, again, here's this galvanizer. What's the point of doing it if I don't take it and then apply it and use it? So... Going back to how we started, the whole thing with these tests is to be used as tools to add value to what you're doing, to add value where God has you in a profession, where God has you in your home, uh, where he may have you in other um, groups or organizations, where he has you at church. So, um, Lanchoni, it says first... Uh, members can increase your productivity and your morale by maximizing the time that you spend in your areas of working genius and minimize the time in your areas of frustration. Yeah, I heard that. Put it, put it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, life is too short to live outside of your sweet spot. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Life's too short to live outside your sweet spot. And there's spot. the red zone and the... Yeah, yes, so find your sweet spot <laughs> yes. and, li- and live and there. Now, you may have to go outside your sweet spot a little bit yes. because, you, because it requires it, but... And operate. I would say that's beneficial for how, you know, I want to look at my, my frustrations that I want to understand I might need to be flexible Mm -hmm. and do that at times, but it also means I need to surround myself that that's their working genius. I need to find those people that can speak those things to me that can help me see the invention that can help me see the wonder that can be those Mm -hmm. cheerleaders coming alongside when I don't have the mercy and the enablement. (laughs) I need to surround myself with people like that. To maximize what I do, right? Yes. And then, you know, second, it says that you increase your likelihood of success by ensuring that when you're on a team or in your work, that you are. That's what I was talking about, that you have these six different types represented. Right. You know, that there's a balance. Yes, that there's a balance. We can't, I, I can't have, you know, all tenacious galvanizers that are lions, like, Who's going to follow us? Like, So how does this apply in marriage and family? Okay. Hmm. I think understanding your kids and your where your kids are gifted and trying to bring that out in them is one way. I think in parenting them, whether we realized it or not, I think, you know, you and I, there were times when we knew one was better at handling this with this kid and one was better at handling this with this child. And sometimes it was 
needed to wait and sometimes it needed to be hit head on and sometimes it was conversation and you know I, I think I think that's how it played out yeah yeah I agree how would you say it would apply how would you encourage somebody else another couple or a single mom or a single dad with this you mean if they've done this well not so much with if they've done this or not but but in just with personality yeah just with personalities i think it it, and giftedness well i'll just share how i had to learn that we have three children and none of them were exactly like me now one is similar to me very similar and so that can create friction. Mm-hmm. But I had to see them for who they were, how God had gifted them. And it wasn't maybe the way I think or the way I like things. But I had to recognize their uniqueness, their individualism. And I had to soften myself a lot of times and my wants and my desires and my way right to be able to relate to them and to to guide them the way I should mhm and a lot of prayer just a lot of prayer to you know say lord help me see help me see them the way you made them help me see them for who they are because that's awesome and wonderful and not try to make them fit in my mold or the way I think they should be. Right. That's a good word. What about you? Yeah, just thinking about our our three kids and how different they all uh-huh. are. Uh-huh. And how much growth I have experienced from being their dad. Yes. The things that they've taught me. They teach us lessons. And, and yes. also the challenges that they have pushed us into pushed yes. us into yes what that's done is it has forced me uh-huh. to really depend on our heavenly father yes. and to look at how he parents us me specifically yes. you how god is a father to me because i want to be a dad that portrays a loving heavenly father. That's what I, mm-hmm. so for example, God is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but for all to come to eternal life. So my heavenly father is patient. So I've got to be patient with Tyler, Jared and Elizabeth. Yes. Um, God takes our sin, he forgives us, and he throws it as far as the east is from the west. Mm -hmm. He completely separates Mm -hmm. it from himself. Um, That's how he treats sin, but he still loves the person. And when I sin, when you sin, when our kids sin, and there's separation that exists, we have to be forgiving. Um, because God is, we forgive because God forgives us. Mm -hmm. 
um, God is love. Um, you look at how much he loves us and how powerful that love is and how he created us. And um, you look at just, I mean, God has adopted us. You know, he's a loving father. We can call him daddy. We, he's close to us. He sacrifices for us. He gives to us. Um, you know, if a, if a good father gives good gifts to his children, all right, how much more will God bless us? I mean, the, the Bible is just filled with images of a loving father and a gracious father. And that's the kind of daddy that I want to be for my kids. So, you know, if we can talk about widgets and we can talk about discs and we can talk about Enneagrams and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, man, God is God. God created us, our personalities, and he transforms us daily to become more like his son, Jesus. Yes. Uh, I want to wrap up with this. It, it's made me, as we've talked about all this, think about um, my maternal grandmother that um, we just lost a few weeks ago, yep. um, buried her earthly body, but um, rejoiced because she is in heaven with her Savior now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just walking through the, the, the funeral services and... Um, the memories of granny and listening to people talk about that. Um, she wasn't the syrupy, sweet, Southern genteel pastor's wife. Nope. Um, she was who she was. And as we've talked about this, I think, I think that's what I want to leave people with, you know, walk in, in who God has created you to be. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to be like someone else. Don't try to walk in someone else's shoes. Be who God has created you to be. Embrace how he has gifted you. Right. Because in his sovereignty and his omniscience, that's exactly the way he wants you to be. Don't downplay it. Um, uh, yes, anything you can do to, to gain insight on how you work and how you operate, that's a good thing. But most importantly, like you were saying, we have to be in his word. We have to be um, letting the Holy Spirit transform us, making us more Christ-like. And, and that's a lesson that I learned from Granny, that she was a godly woman. She was who she was, but she was always letting uh, the Lord refine and um, polish who she was. And I think, I think that's what the message is through all of this. That's a good word. That's a good way to end it. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Yes. We love you. We appreciate you. If you get a moment. Please share this on your social media platforms. Leave us a review. Uh, send us an email. We'll have all, all of those uh, information in our show notes. But you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Peace out.